0: It's time for the great episode of The Ring Side Rand with your host from the hills of West Virginia, JD Justin Davis, and from Rochester, New York, this is R.J.
1: Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel-tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventures, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags on the market. With DB's patent hook-up system, you are able to attach the smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. Wherever I go, I always bring my computer and my recording system. So I need a bag, and I go right to DB for that. So you should, too. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the promo code POD10 or going to the link in the show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. Gentlemen, we're about to go uh, to Mr. McMahon's. Room, if we have see. a visitor mm. a really a really
1: big fellow wants to come see you i don't want any visitors just my family i told you just my immediate I family i don't I want know. any visitors Uh-oh. he's really big and he's threatening the staff he threatened one of the orderlies i
0: don't want any damn visitors i don't want any visitors turn that brown upside down
1: vince it's me how did you find me? I saw what happened. I felt really bad, so I brought you some presents. Take a hold of these. <laughs> Aren't they colorful? And some candy. Hey, I brother, know that man. you like the Can't sweet stuff. Off. And has got a sweet tooth. Come on, come on, open them up. This is great. This is great. Oh, that's funny. You know I'm in a lot of pain. I know you're in a lot of pain. That's why I brought you these. Those things are delicious. And I'll tell you what, I brought another guest here who really wants to see you bad. <laughs> Look at. You brought one? <laughs> I brought another guest for you. Someone who really wants to see you bad. It's a, you, what? You brought him. No, no, no. It's not a him, it's a she. It's a she. I brought you some female entertainment, and I think you know what I mean. She does a trick with a dog that you won't believe. Vince McMahon, say hello to your ball. Hey, Hey, Vinny, how you doing? I came to make you feel better, Vinny.
0: I sure did. Here's a rainbow for you, so that you know that there are brighter days ahead. And I'm here to spread nothing but smiles, so I have this wonderful sticker for you. Put it right here. Keep it firm. The from the always, Show them oh the trick the with the dog. dog, yeah, dog, I gotta do dog. Show real me the trick. trick with the dog. Don't show me any damn trick with the dog. Oh, yeah. It'll make you feel so much better. You'll just love it, I guarantee you. You sure will. I don't See,
1: want I can candy. tell the
0: difference it's making already. He's
1: I don't smiling. want I brought one other visitor, another special guest. What the hell are
0: you doing? Mr. Sacco! <laughs> Say hello to Mr. Socko! Mr. Socko knows you've been feeling mighty bad, so he's going to give your boo-boo a hey, big nurse. kiss.
1: <laughs> You're going to what?
0: Hey, hey, ah! No, Mick, please. Please, <laughs> just, just Mr. leave. Mr. Please leave, please. Damn it,
1: leave.
0: Take this crap with you. Take it out. Take it all out. Get out! Mr. Sockle. It's Friday. It's 9 a.m. You know what that means. Another great episode of the Ringside Rant is with you this week. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ. He is everybody's second favorite referee. The one, the only, the very handsome J.D. Justin Davis. Justin, what's up, bud?
1: Uh, who's the best referee?
0: Uh, Mike Yoda.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say, it better not be a fucking rat Earl Hebner. Or I was going to be.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I think I said, let's, let's rewind it. We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, What's going on, everybody? It's good to be back for another week of Ringside Rant. And we have a fun show today. I actually just got done watching this show uh, this morning. And uh, it was a fun show to go back and watch.
0: Yeah, it. Um, this was right around... The I don't know about you, Justin, but about the time that I really was a big fan of the business. Uh, at this time, I believe I was switching back and forth watching more WCW Nitro, uh, which we'll have a little Easter egg at the end of the show about a future future next week's show. But we'll get to that at the end of the show. But uh, this was the business was hot, man, and this this Raw was stacked. If you go back and look at the uh, the card before we. We dive into it, dude. From top to bottom, there's one or two, you know, weak points here. But for the most part, man, this there's not a bad match on paper. <laughs> that's a ha- no. that's the other half of it. You know, they have to, as they say, the Bell has to ring.
1: It was fun to actually go back and remember when Raw was good. There was a time, and this yeah. was one of them.
0: Yeah. It, uh, 98, 90, between 98, 90, or excuse me, 97, about, uh, about 2002 in my eyes anyways, is when raw was really, really good. Uh, but the raw we're about to, uh, to, um, to talk about, um, it previewed. I want to get your thoughts on this before we go to the opening contest, but, The show opened up with a uh, video package highlighting the uh, iconic Zamboni incident with, uh, uh, with Austin um, from the previous, uh, previous raw, as well as Kane and Taker destroying the left ankle of Mr. McMahon, hence putting him into uh, a medical facility, not a hospital. Uh, So, They pretty much have set this, this raw up pretty, pretty substantially as far as video packages, as far as storyline, because in 98 here, that Austin McMahon, I'd say the best feud in wrestling history. Some may argue against that, but uh, it's just, it's hitting high gear, man. It's, it's in fourth gear here and you're about to go 90. 90 de- 90 degrees there you go 90 miles an hour uh and go back to the future
1: yeah it's um the video package is really good here it's probably one of the better ones you know that you'll see leading into a raw um they really set this show up really well it was themed around mcmahon being in the, the medical facility i almost said the h <laughs> um Centered around that, with really good matches sprinkled all in between. So,
0: yeah, obviously, every Raw, and SmackDown, Nitro, Thunder, whatever, it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be let let me down matches. There's going to be let me down segments, whatever. But um, with that, something that's not doesn't let you down, doesn't let me down, doesn't let our fans down, is Mr. Rich Paladino. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now. Ringside Rant fans, it's the opening contest. All right, Justin, so this Raw really starts off hot, in my opinion, uh, with D'Lo Brown taking on X-Pac for the European Championship. Um, D'Lo actually won a five-way elimination match the previous week to earn the rematch with X-Pac on this, uh, on this episode of Raw. Uh, and then the kind of subplot in this, mind you, is China and Mark Henry, who are at ringside as well. Uh, what, two probably, can you say probably two of the best workers of all time in D'Lo and uh, X-Pac? Yeah, I thought
1: this was just a fantastic match to start to show with. I mean, you know, he is a, a notorious, X-Pac is a notorious curtain jerker, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he really knows how to start a show off and give a good match. And putting him with Delo here is perfect. I really enjoyed this match. I thought that Delo was the low key MVP of this Raw. He makes two appearances and he just steals the show throughout the whole thing for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I wanted to bring this up later on, but I'll bring it up now. Is did you? did you see what the point of this whole Mark Henry China feud was, uh, because we saw that China was served with legal papers in the middle of the match, um, legal papers from Mark Henry, basically accusing her of sexual harassment. Keep in mind that this is during that early phases of, uh, sexual, sexual chocolate, right?
1: Yeah. So I thought this was fun. I loved when, uh, China got the papers and no sold them. She completely no, no sold getting them. She just read them and then just stared at at Mark Henry, but she didn't have an expression on her face.
0: If she would ever, if she was ever good at anything, and she was good, at a lot of things, but just no selling shit. She never sold anything. Even when she was with, uh, previous to this, when she was with, uh, with Hunter, uh, she knows all everything. And I, and I think that really started when, like I said, when she was with Hunter, when they had that feud with Goldust and Merlina earlier on. And I, I would have liked to see some sort of, uh, we we saw it later on, but some sort of like a mixed, uh, mixed tag kind of thing, because, you know, she's partnered here with X-Pac, you know, a little fantasy booking. We saw it on the show, but, Maybe get something with uh Marrow and uh, and Jackie versus uh, uh X Pac in China or Road Dog in China or somebody with China because uh, I think they really missed the boat with that because they're trying to play up. We'll dive a little bit more into it, but they're building up a lot more of other things for Jackie at this point.
1: Yeah, now I, <clears throat> I jackie in this show is awesome too and like you said we'll talk about that here in a minute but she's really an unappreciated talent she she does such so, such uh so much good shit mm-hmm. she, can, and, 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 she can work she can you know be that person on the outside she can work in the ring she can uh you know show those uh, puppies off she <laughs> has a lot of uh she's versatile
0: You're talking, you're talking Jackie, right? Or you?
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, but we even saw a lot of that stuff even when when she was down down south there in WCW too when she was with uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan there. uh, Really got, she got involved even down there when she had that feud with Disco. Uh, uh, I just would have liked to see see her get a little bit more involved in this, but like I said, we'll touch on that just in a moment before. Uh, But Deal Brown his low down move. Everybody has a version of the frog splash. Everybody's has a different opinion on it, whether it be Delos or RVDs or Eddie's or go all the way back to, uh, uh what's this, uh, Los gringos with, uh, Eddie, uh, fuck. I forgot his name. Uh, art bar. What version of this frog splash? Because it's a very tricky move because not a lot of people don't, won't understand that is you have to have your timing pretty damn good on it. Uh, who, who was your favorite one, Delo, or were yours
1: somebody else? Well, what Eddie and those other guys didn't have is a chest protector, <laughs> so Eddie or uh, Delo wins.
0: Well, without without question, uh, and he has also, yeah, I, I think Delo never got the proper just due, and same with Xbox, too. We'll move on after this, but the statement, but I don't think they really got their just due throughout their whole career as being those workers, because a lot of the times, like you said, there are a lot of, they're known for being a curtain jerker. What a lot of people don't know, as far as, re, as uh, uh, wrestling psychology goes, is sometimes you want to be the first match out there because if you put on a good show, it's basically, Hey, beat that, you know?
1: Yeah. And you get to go and early.
0: Oh, exactly. You know, you can, you get room <laughs> service, you can pull, pull a Hogan. Uh, but uh, one, one match I wish we would have, forgotten was this next man I next next one but I don't really know if you can consider this a match uh headbangers come out and just get their asses booed out of the building which I kind of liked because I was always used to seeing the headbangers getting cheered uh but they kind of come out and they want to see uh they call it ICP and St. Clown Posse and the oddities uh, man, I I don't know, man. I never got ICP. Uh, I wasn't down with ICP. I guess you could say. Uh, what was your favorite ICP you're match?
1: Not a, are you saying you're not a uh, Juggalo? No. Whoop no. whoop.
0: Fuck this shit. <laughs>
1: Apparently they say whoop whoop a lot. I I guess. Um, I just know because <laughs> I've, I've listened to some Howard Stern interviews when they send people to the, uh, insane clown posse, uh, concerts. And those are quite interesting to <laughs> those interviews with those fucked up fans and in, mm-hmm. in the parking lot before the show. Um, but yeah, this was just a, uh, just a let me up kind of dumb shit. Um, i don't know i still i did like the oddities coming out every time when i saw them i just i smiled i liked, i liked luna with them mm-hmm. like what a good <laughs> idea to throw her in there because she's the biggest oddity there is i mean i don't know i just kind of i just saw them come out and i just wanted to kind of hug them all But I, don't
0: don't freak don't forget earthquake there is uh golga
1: yeah john tenta's Oh,
0: rest it rest God bless bless his soul (laughs)
1: Canadian Canadian earthquake
0: yeah right but yeah I just I we have a listener question in in that portion of the show so we'll get we'll dive deep a little more in depth with that but I just I I never got them I I don't know if anybody out there ever got this whole this whole thing I, I I get the association that they had with with uh the oddities. I get that. But whether they were there f- to serve a purpose, as far as getting the headbangers over great. If that was the case, fine. I'll, I'll shut my mouth. But other than that, we saw them in WCW. We saw them in their own wrestling promotion. I just thought that they're a waste.
1: Shaggy too dope. Violent J violent, violent
0: J. <laughs> uh, it's just, I, I could have sworn somewhere. I just saw that they were, uh, they stopped touring because they were, were touring up until recently.
1: What's your, uh, insane clown posse name, like two chains, RJ, uh,
0: bald, bald McGee. <laughs> well,
1: they're literal. <laughs> hey, why not?
0: Why not? Uh, but yeah, it, it's just, we'll move on from that. Cause we can't really transition in <laughs> any much better than that, but we, uh, we saw that this, this mankind and uh, Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon segment here in the hospital, they keep on going back and forth between the broadcast from the arena to the hospital room, or excuse me, medical facility room uh, of Mr. McMahon. We're going to play that little snippet of that interview or that segment just after this segment. So you can stay tuned for that. But uh, what were your thoughts on that segment? Uh, between mankind and McMahon
1: I loved it and when uh um Miss Lurple or whatever her name was uh Yurple the Clown Yurple the Clown (laughs) I loved that 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 Uh, sounds
0: that sounds like a something that happened at uh Top Guy weekend
1: well there was a lot of clowns there I know that (laughs) uh but yeah just the whole it was a good the whole thing man the whole McMahon thing was a good comedy segment the whole time. Even, you know, at the end when Austin comes in there and McMahon's in his tidy whities and then Austin shoves something up McMahon's ass, you know, good times.
0: Well, well, they're just, and like I said, they're just playing on the comedic end of it because they want to continue that feud between McMahon and Austin. Um, and I think they're, you're starting to see really that, um, the dial being turned up with this episode, with these segments. And I will say, I know there's a lot of opinions out there as far as pure heels in in the wrestling business currently in the past. McMahon has to be up there in the top, I'd say the top three of heels of all time.
1: Well, there's Rick Rude number one. We all know that. Then, (sighs) Then maybe McMahon.
0: I was gonna go with Baron Corbin personally, but hey, that's that that's, that's me. Uh, no, but seriously though, to really have people absolutely despise you, hate you, uh, we can honestly.
1: How does that feel like, RJ?
0: It feels pretty goddamn good, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm used. I hey, I'm used to it by now. Jesus Christ! Uh, but you can even even in the early days of the NWO at this time, you could put even Eric Bischoff into that because oh, when he turned God. to be the, the face, not the face, but the associate or the, the linchpin, whatever you want to call it of the NWO, he was probably one of the most hated guys
1: at that time. Yeah, because still is
0: well, yeah, but that's with just with JBL and uh, Briscoe though. Did you see that shit by the way?
1: And Bret Hart, don't forget.
0: Oh, I Bret Hart, Bret Hart hates everybody.
1: Uh, and the honky tonk man.
0: Well, the honky tonk man can take a freaking long walk on a short pier. Um, but no, did you see that shit that with, with JBL and uh and uh between him and Bischoff? Yeah. Online.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> at least Briscoe. I like that he's. An old dude, and he's having fun with Twitter.
0: But that's the thing. You got so many people, even with JR, you're starting to see him kind of be that old, grumpy, red ass JR online, too. And that's, that pops me, anyways, because that's, that, that's a side of him that you normally you didn't see in the past. Obviously, social media, when he was back in that day, wasn't as prevalent now, but you have to take advantage of that. And a lot of people do in the wrestling business, a lot of people don't. I don't know why, but they got to. Uh, But at this time, we're here in October of '98. What the, the rosters are so damn deep, and I know Jr. T- briefly touched on this uh, online or uh, on Twitter or on online or on one of his shows or whatever. But uh, how deep the rosters were at that time compared to today as well. <laughs> What? How deep do you think that you think that's a fair assessment between the AEW WWE rosters compared to uh, the WCW and the WWF rosters at that time in '98?
1: Mm. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I'd say the rosters now are bigger than the, these rosters were back then. The WCW's was pretty big though because they had so many like Luchas and everybody that you really didn't see every week, but they know. Yeah. Roster. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty pretty similar I mean, WWE seems to be shrinking by the week okay.
0: And then ending up in, <laughs> and then ending up in uh, AEW Yeah But, you know, like you said, with WCW there You had a lot of those those Luchas You had a lot of those guys Because they had that working relationship with New Japan as well Because you get to see guys like Eugene Nagata come over uh, uh, Not Grado, uh, Gato come over from Japan uh, you know we're gonna see him later we' saw him previous here in 97 and 98 as well but uh, you get that working relationship with a lot of these foreign these foreign promotions to come in so it makes that roster even deeper than than it really than you really think it did at that time uh, but the roster in the WWF just had, was so so deep because you're gonna have matches like this next one between Mark Marrow and Vader uh, this why the hell would you have Mark Marrow pin Vader clean
1: because uh, you're trying to get a lot of heel heat on him and you're trying to get that rub off of sable in the as soon as I saw Sable come out to be the announcer I knew Marrow was going over yeah because it's that duel, you know, you're going to get the heat on her. You're going to get the heat on him. And, you know, Jacqueline helps him cheat. He nails Vader in the balls Mm -hmm. and Vader was kind of going on his way out. Anyways, here at this time on October 5th of 1998, he didn't have a whole lot left in the WWE tank.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, do you think, uh, I, obviously Samples the most over out of these four, well, the other three people, at ringside at this time. Right.
1: Yeah. And by the most over other than and the company.
0: Oh yeah. And that, and that, I don't, know. I just wish they would have flipped this with between with, as far as Sable and China goes is kind of flip this and have, like I said, previous is f- have China feud with Jackie, have her get paired up with, uh, was, with, with somebody like a, like, a, uh, you don't even have to do anybody else. You can do it with with Xbox. I just was never sold with Sable as far as far as a talent goes, is a valet fine whatever.
1: I was sold when she had those handprints drawn on her tits. That's well, cool. I, I I think
0: at that point every fourteen year old kid at that time <laughs> at this time did too, but.
1: It's just I was, I was reaching for the lock on my door, I think, at that point.
0: What the fucked up part is our my, my bedroom door never had a goddamn lock. So it's like, oh what the fuck? You gotta put you gotta do the old, hey, let's put the chair underneath the door handle so it stays <laughs> shut. It's like what the fuck? Uh what are you doing at? <laughs> nothing? Leave me alone.
1: Kids today will never know the 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 chair underneath the door handle trick. Uh, ba-
0: back in my day. Um but yeah, I did she was she athletic? Yes, I'll give her that. But I just wish they would have pushed China more. Do you think that they just didn't know what to do with China at that time, at this time, and they knew what they're going to do with Sable?
1: No, I, I don't. Well, one thing is China really didn't like working with women, right? So I mean that was part of that. She didn't want to. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They got China there eventually. She was just right. out, you know, kind of becoming more of her on her own than being, you know, just Triple H's lackey. So mm-hmm.
0: the- I I just think that they Jackie would have complimented her very well because Jackie's bet was has been in the business for so long. China, yes, China's new in the business. She's green, whatever, but. I think that aspect Ch- Jackie could really carry her throughout this, throughout their feud, because I think with, with China work, I think she'd probably work obviously better as a face in this aspect going against Jackie, because Jackie's, she's a tough, <laughs> tough, tough woman. And she could really heal it up against his face, face China when obviously when she was DX here, but uh Short match, man, four minutes, just over four minutes. I just, I, we, we know Vader, like you said, is out after this, but it's just like, I know he's kind of doing the, doing the job pretty much after this. um, Cause I don't, where he, did he ended up going over to Japan after this? Right. I think.
1: Um, probably. I'm not sure what he cuz
0: I think he was still wrestling after this, but um with Jackie, I know we talked, talked about her quite a bit, but do you think that they treated her, they should have been treating her better at this time instead of just, oh, just go out and, you know, cut Sable's hair off and, you know, just do whatever you got to do to get over kind of thing. Or do you think they really should have pushed her a little bit more?
1: I don't know. I mean, they're, I don't know what you could have done with her really at this point. I mean, women's wrestling all, wasn't a big thing. Yeah they really rarely did it um they started doing it more obviously once sable got so hot Mm -hmm. and then that opened up to where they would start to use it more and more and more i think Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as jackie i don't know i i don't really have an answer for what she could have done i mean i just feel like she was a you know a good where she was is kind of where she needed to be at that time i mean You know, she wasn't a huge star or anything like that. She's not not someone that you're going to just throw into the main event scene somehow.
0: Right. So we're also going to see right after this, we're going to see a little vignette of Steven Regal, a real man's man, uh, making orange juice by squeezing his, squeezing orange with his hands. And uh, was this just a way of, Wait for it. I, I I I can't believe I talked over your singing again.
1: Real man's man.
0: I'm gonna isolate that again, like I did with the last one. um That's But no, seriously. Music.
1: That's our wrestling with music today. Yeah, yeah, right. Really. Such a man.
0: Such a man. So, do you think there's just a way of getting him on screen? Way to get him in the ring. Did you really dig the whole real man's man gimmick with him?
1: I kind of did it, it was just, it was funny to me. Yeah. I I mean, the, the whole, the music was funny. Uh, the, just the whole gimmick was funny because
0: we'd obviously see him like cutting down trees as a lumberjack, squeezing oranges to make orange juice. And yeah. it's just like, I, I, I would have rather preferred to see him. What he was later on the, you know, strong style, British wrestler, all that stuff that we'd come to know him as, but, uh, it was just weird seeing him like going back and watching it now knowing what we know now as far as what he'd become i'm like you really couldn't have just gone with what he was in wcw you could have to rebrand him with a uh uh workers man gimmick kind of thing (laughs) not nothing against working men but i just it's just like
1: you know what the men up there in buffalo have to do to prove themselves
0: win football games
1: Uh, No, they they have to jump through a table in the Buffalo Bills parking lot. That's how they prove their manliness in Buffalo.
0: Hey, first place, man! First place can't say that about uh what Cincinnati? Oh no, Cincinnati's in first place. Yeah, (laughs) Cincinnati's in first place too. Everybody else is. Did did you you say
1: fucking record, bitch?
0: Um, well. Come on. You
1: play the chiefs this week and we play the Packers. I don't think either one of us have a good route.
0: I'm still saying Buffalo's going over, man. Not a lot of people are giving them credit. We're going to arrowhead.
1: If any of you listeners are going to be in the natty on Sunday, I will be there cheering the Bengals on to victory against the green Bay fudge Packers.
0: So are you, are they, are they home then? Obviously then?
1: Yeah. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't think you'd be going to green Bay, but what the hell? hell?
1: No, it's too cold up there already. It's always cold up there. I will I... be in the greatest city in the world, Buffalo, Cincinnati, oh. watching those Bengals. I will start tailgating at around ten a.m. So, wish me luck.
0: See, if you are a real fan, you'd be uh, you'd be out there for uh, for tailgating about eight o'clock, like uh, like the real fans in Buffalo.
1: Well, I'm not a real fan because I got a two and a half hour drive to Cincy and I don't feel like. <laughs> well,
0: not... okay. Oh, well, there you go. Then <laughs> just hey. It, it, it's only hey, it's only driving with an open container if you get caught. Remember?
1: Sure.
0: Sure. Why not? Um, so next we got the uh, Edge and Owen Hart match. Uh, we saw Owen come, or first off, Edge comes through the crowd. How were you always for these crowd entrances, or were you just okay? It's enough kind of thing. Because this is this is after the Brood. Keep in mind.
1: Yeah, I kind of dug it with Edge. I always liked Edge even at this point. Yeah. But yeah, Owen was a little Owen was a little upset with himself because in storyline, you know, he hurt another wrestler with the pile driver. Mm-hmm. So now he, he which he was, I
0: think it was what Severn was the week before, then, right?
1: then Severn. So now he thought, you know, he just can't get the job done anymore. He's going home.
0: So I, I didn't really care f- for it. I got it. I like the promo. I think the promo by him was phenomenal, but as, as a whole, where would you rank Owen as a promo? I, th- I think I know the answer to this, but I might as, I figured I might as well ask.
1: Well, I mean, I don't, I don't think Owen's promos were ever bad. I mean, he said some stupid shit like you know i kicked his leg out of his leg
0: at 94 yeah right yeah
1: but uh overall i just i feel like owen was a solid middle-of-the-road promo nothing that's gonna set the world on fire but he could have some funny promos though too yeah bulldog had some good ones
0: well they i think they work so well together them being bulldog and owen and they just had fun and, and and I think it definitely did show in their in their work in the ring and on the microphone, even behind behind the scenes. You really his saw slammy, it too.
1: His Slammy accepted speech ranks right up there as the all time great acceptance. Is
0: that was that in um, when he dumped the shit on uh, Vader? Yeah. Or the water that or whatever the hell. Of, that was one of them. That was yeah. That was one of them. But, uh, but yeah, man. I just I got it, but it's just like damn. That's one of, one of his better ones walking out of the arena. Uh, we, we see a a, a, a a promotion for here for 10, 10 three, two one.
1: Yeah, for, 10, 3, 2, for
0: those listeners that aren't old bastards like us, 10, 10 three two one was basically a collect. Collect call kind of thing when you actually had to. You didn't have a quarter. You didn't have a dime. You didn't have whatever to pay for the payphone. You did the ten ten three two one. In ninety eight, who are you calling? Ten ten three two one, and don't say calling your mama. Uh,
1: I was gonna say your mom, probably. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: I think I think that was a revolving door at that point though. So. Um. Oh,
1: oh,
0: hey, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Hey if, if 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 you ever met my mother you
1: you you know. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I'm sorry mama cuz well, there's a lot of things I'm sorry about to your mom.
0: Well, she's got two other boys too, so that that, that that's beside the point. Anyways, so we go to the I I thought it was one of the low key better matches with Shamrock and uh and Kane here. Yeah. Kane was so Damn good. Just his whole career. Well, not the last couple of years, because obviously they just kind of just threw him out there with Undertaker said, eh, let's go. Let's see what you can do. But through here, through 98, pretty much to his first run there, reinventing himself after he lost his mask, all that stuff. God, he was just so good. Do you think they sh- that uh, he didn't get uh, the just do as far as the singles titles? Obviously, we saw him as a heavyweight champion later on. But uh, I'm talking here 98 into 2000.
1: I think at this time he had already won once, though.
0: Right. That's what I'm yeah, saying. But awesome. I'm saying as far as more, though, because he lost yeah. it the next night. Because that was the first uh, first yeah. blood match. Yeah. I, I just thought that he should have won it more. That's me.
1: Yeah. Probably. I don't know how many he has as far as reigns. Maybe well,
0: I know he had a heavyweight, world heavyweight later on, the big gold later right. on. But I'm just saying... I think that was just a little too, too late at that point. I think you should have put, strapped the rocket to him. 98, 99, 2000, because that was when the talent was tops there. And you put a guy like that out there, who the hell is going to beat him?
1: I think you definitely could have gave him a longer t- title run there on the first go around instead of one night. Cause he was a big badass, and you know, it, you kind of got, you could have gotten more heel heat. Mm -hmm. He was keeping that championship from Austin and you're, you're giving Austin something chase more, Um, but they instead chose to go to SummerSlam highway to hell with Austin and Undertaker,
0: which, which it wasn't as bad, but I just think Kane is one of the best, if not the best big men in all of wrestling, because just some of the shit that he did, just he told a story.
1: I never thought about it but Undertaker he I wonder if he could have main evented was it 3 SummerSlams in a row cuz he is Kane he or Undertaker Undertaker he he main evented 97 with Brett and 98 with Steve
0: What was 90 I can't remember hold on let me let me google see what was 90s 96 might have been with like um Sid or uh Diesel no it wouldn't have been Diesel it would have been Michaels it would have been Michaels so let's see here. Cause he would have had, Oh, what the hell did it? Oh, SummerSlam. I typed in. Yes. I, I I, can't, I cannot type today, dude. Seriously. I don't know what it is, whether it's, I got one more day of work and then I'm off all next week. So I'm already on vacation already. And then I think Dave in the QC just had his like six vacation of the week. So I got to yeah. catch up to him. Um, <laughs> uh, so he didn't main event the SummerSlam in 96. That was Vader and, uh, and sure. Michaels. What about '99? Uh, That's what I was wondering. Undertake. It was the Boylum brawl. So we, you can kind of consider that semi-main event because it was him and Mankind. Yeah. Of um, you said '97. He did that. '98. He did with Austin. '99. What? I don't think it was. He. He wasn't there. Oh no, he was. No, he was tagging with under or uh, Big Show. It was Big Show and Undertaker uh, defeating uh, Kane and Xbox for the tag team titles. Uh, they were the unholy alliance with the Big Show and, uh, and Undertaker.
1: That's a massive tag team right there.
0: Well, but and, and you can even see that Big Show just tagged with fucking everybody at this time because they never knew what the fuck to do with them. Yeah. Jerry uh, show. show. They had uh, Show Miz. Um, and then he tagged with Kane too, I think later on, uh, like way late, like 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 mid two thousands there. But I it just Undertaker. It looked like he was to uh, to cost Kane the match here against Shamrock, like Kane did the previous week to Undertaker. So they're really setting up this this potential feud between Kane and Undertaker, trying to uh in the future anyways uh but obviously hindsight being no what we know now obviously we know what would happen with that uh but with with undertaker and kane here they're basically setting it up as far as later in the show uh with kane or excuse me with undertaker taken on the rock spoiler alert if you don't know but
1: That's the thing about this show. Everything made sense. Everything Mm -hmm. was connected to the other. You know, everything was going where it should have went. Just, they don't do that shit anymore.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you know, they keep on going back to the, uh, the promo from last week with Austin. That iconic scene, another iconic scene, being him taken out in handcuffs from last week, being taken out by the police. Talking, to you know, doing doing the Austin shit. Um, so I just a ton of iconic. I just forgot how much to, how much iconic vignettes, commercials, promos, whatever were at on this Raw in general that would set up WWF for probably the next decade. Um, just uh, iconic things, but um, t- something that really. I didn't think was that iconic was this uh Gangrell and Vale Venus match. Um Gangrell is tag- coming out with Christian, they just broke basically disbanded the brood. Um uh, basically the main storyline here is the whole Marlena Venus and Golda saga. But like I said, the secondary storyline to this was Edge confronting his brother, quote unquote, Christian. Um which was basically be Gangrel's newest partner. Um, Obviously we know Christian and edge would make history as a tag team later on, but not at this time, they're still trying to figure out what the hell they're going to do with these guys. So, so pretty much edge notices Christian out there slides out, Gangrel slides out to the bottom rope and basically attacks edge. And they both, uh, um, they both basically take out edge, uh, causing the, the, uh, count out um to to uh as gangrel venus wins all that shit so uh, <laughs> they're continuing out
1: there with marlena
0: right and they're because... continuing and they're continuing storylines with that that's what i liked about this it proved uh, there was a point to it like you said every match here had a point had a purpose and this was one of them
1: yeah Was where was this show at i forget was it in this was oh, no, in I, east lansing or, michigan i was in, oh, it was in michigan and that's when valvenus said, uh, "I heard Magic Johnson used to play here. I got a Magic Johnson for you." <laughs> I've oh man, I forgot to say that.
0: I'm like oh man, but that's the thing. Where, where, where are you on Val Venus as, as, as overall, as as a character, as a wrestler? I like. I, I did
1: I did, I, dug, dug, I dug it back then. I dig it now. I I love it
0: because he was trained by uh, um, the same guy as Christian and edge and gang Uh test came down just that. A lot of people talk about the Dr. Tom class with, with rock and all that down in um, what was that Kentucky, right? That was OVW. Yeah. I want to say anyway, but you still have that Canadian aspect of it. We have edge, Christian gang uh, I don't know if Gangrel was Canadian, but that class, uh, Lance Storm was in that. So this time, it's just a talent was unreal. And to get back to this match is after the match they get counted out. Blah blah blah. You see an usher coming down dressed in gold, handing Venus a gold note. So it's like, oh man, what yeah, the fuck's going on really with this?
1: One of the best parts of the show. I, oh I, I by fuck.
0: And then all of a sudden you hear Goldust's music hit, like you heard last week in wrestling with music. Uh, and the bizarre one announces that he's returning next week to Raw to the shock of Val Venus and Terry, um, excuse me, Marlena. I want to call it Terry, eh, whatever, Terry Runnels. whatever.
1: We get gold glitter coming down. Yeah, top.
0: I think that this is the time that Goldust was the most over. 98, 97 was his time. And he had been gone for a little
1: while, I guess. So this was, his
0: was return. he, was this the time? Was he in, he was, he in rehab at this time or did he go, was know, he well, hurt or something?
1: Probably.
0: Cause I know he had issues at the, I know he had out, out of the ring issues at this time, but I didn't know if it was a matter of, you know, crossing over as far as uh, uh, um, rehab or injury or whatever.
1: Yeah. It was just, it was something cool to put on a roll, though. You right. Know, like, I don't know. It just was very different. Um, I liked it. I liked that whole, the bizarre one returning mm-hmm. to scare the shit out of Val Venus. Oh, and if anyone is going to calm that Magic Johnson down, it's gold dust. He'll slap it. He don't fucking care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> coming, coming to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. Anyways, um,
1: so... <laughs> That's the definition of a slap dick Literally
0: yeah. uh, So We get A. Snow and J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T Coming out Ain't he great So Snow is reinstated for this match After defeating Then WWF Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter In a boot camp match um, I just thought that this was a fun match Man Yeah uh, just a fast paced kind of brings it back to the kind of the old ECW stuff. Uh, but as Snow climbs to the turn, luckily he's basically gets crotched <laughs> by Snow on Snow. But and the referee calls a bell, all else. Snow wins by DQ, blah blah blah. <sighs> Where did you, did you see that this, there was any point to this? Al Snow, basically, I don't think he's another one of those guys that never got his just due in the company. You can watch any of his stuff. Go back and watch his stuff in ECW with, uh, with Shane Douglas for the title. Unbelievable stuff. Here, it's like, okay, now he's more of a comedic kind of thing.
1: You're forgetting his run as the new Rockers. Oh, as, oh excuse me.
0: Leaf Cassidy. Yeah. Got over. Al Snow didn't.
1: Well, head got over, and like it always does.
0: Oh, head always gets over, and you could take that to the Even bank. You're
1: a big bald one. Jesus fucking Christ.
0: So <laughs> we'll move on to that. I, we'll skip. Let's skip over this next tag match, so we can get to this main event. So we can get to some uh, listeners' questions. But okay. um you can either take it or leave this next match. D'Lo Brown. Uh, and uh, excuse me, Road Dog defeated Mark Henry. Uh, Mark Henry was with yes. D'Lo, X Pac, and Ch- China was with uh, with Road Dog. You can take it or leave it. Go back. I really, you can take it or leave it. We'll leave it at that. Uh, main event: Undertaker versus The Rock. Why was The Rock the real la- leader of the Nation of Domination?
1: Well, he was the leader at this time. I think he was. Old, but
0: I'm just saying in general.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He just it was that charisma. You know, even when Farouk was there, everyone was kind of looking at the rock while Farouk was talking.
0: Yeah, well, but that's the thing when you have you have so much talent, and not to discredit Farouk, Ron Simmons, but when you have so much uh, cr- or uh, uh, talent behind him with Rock, D'Lo, uh, comma or uh, comma fuck, uh, Good Father, Godfather, whatever, and then uh, and Mark Henry, but it's just the rock which is so goddamn good and this was basically a ma- or a pay-per-view caliber main event for sure right
1: oh yeah i mean that's what i mean this show from top to bottom it really had some of these matches like the opening matches a pay-per-view caliber opening right. match this is a pay-per-view caliber on any pay-per-view main event um you know just what can you say about it it was good it was damn good really i i like the match i just like this whole show i and then we of course that after the match we go back to the vince thing which is just fucking fantastic
0: well like i said it just it just sets up everything so well uh just from like you said from top to bottom it didn't matter where you were on the card at this time just the talent was so fucking good uh but we saw that the undertaker would, would, uh, would defeat the rock hits him with a, a tombstone on a steel chair for a win. Referees knocked out, blah, the same usual shenanigans. Uh, but it just looking back on it, so many people forget about this raw and how iconic it was just for the business in general. Um, and it was just, it's just unreal to go back and watch it. Now I've watched, I watch it probably about two or three times myself just so I can just take it in.
1: Yeah, and the announcing was great on it, of course. You got J.R. and King in their prime together. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just on up top of everything. Um, knew where everything was going. They knew how to sell the storylines. It was just really good shit, pal.
0: Pretty much. So some other good shit, pal, is Mr. Rich Paladinos. So let's send it up to the ring to him right now.
1: Oh, he's still in a lot of pain. Is
0: that the head nurse? Vince, can you hear us? You need to take this thing. Just Guess a not. More seconds.
1: We're yeah, on ignore. Stop. Last time it was normal. You're going to find it's normal this time. We'll see. Every time you've taken it, you've found that it's normal. Every single time.
0: Yes, Mr. McMahon, it'll be all right. Almost done.
1: I can't wait to get out of here. There. Is it normal?
0: Yes, it looks real good. Yeah, it looks real good. Much. Looks just fine to me. How about you, Doctor? Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. It's listener questions. All right, Justin. So it's time for some listener questions this week. We got a couple new ones this week, as well as the Money Mike himself, as well as the Devilish one. So we're going to start off with a new question asker person if you will uh pender j wants to know do you think with the money wwe has or had at that time they should have could have tried to get the f back or get the f back
1: <laughs> that's a unique question um
0: yeah he asked this to me dm dm uh, me on on, on twitter at underscore ringside rant um and he's like, "Dude, I don't know. I don't know if this is really going to per, uh, uh, pertain to the show, but I'm like, "Dude, this is going to be great. It'll a little get us off track a little bit possibly, but we'll bring it back."
1: I don't know if The F was for sale.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, cuz that was a world wildlife cuz that was still at this time, but even yeah. now it's like, okay. It it's just if they change their aspects to change the product where they're more wrestling oriented, then fine. But I think at this time, currently, even previous to it, I don't think it were, really would have mattered because world wrestling federation would only pertain to the company. If there were an actual wrestling promotion and they've come out and said, Hey, we're just, we're entertainment. We're sports entertainment. We're not
1: I'm not surprised they still have wrestling in their name, right? Exactly. They haven't changed that yet. Well,
0: they don't have. Well, it's getting better. It's getting better, sort of. (laughs) I don't know, but you (laughs) think? But do you think they really should bring that back, though?
1: The F, yeah. No, keep it out. Everyone's so used to WWE now. Yeah, I think it would be almost weird going back at this point.
0: It would be. It would be like. When it, when it, when I went from F to E, it's like okay, well, we got to we don't want to get like a cease and desist order or something, so we got to say WWE, not WWF. Yeah. Uh, I I still have people that will slip up and say WWF still too that haven't they those laps fans that haven't uh, that haven't watched or whatever.
1: Get but, the F out, Pender J. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. We I I tried I tried man I tried. Just, Justin's giving me shit this week as usual. So, uh, and speaking of shit this week, Money Mike's up next. Boom. and i um actually my had cat.
1: my cat was the one booing back there she heard money Mike's name.
0: uh-oh uh-oh hey as long as long it's not owen who cares right
1: well I, i'm He's gonna locked teach up. I'm, when owen meets money mike i'm gonna teach him to piss on money mike's leg but that's a whole other story once he got this week? oh geez well
0: i actually had to make a whole actual like a word document for just his questions this week because there's one of those
1: nine sentence long questions um it was
0: actually well it was nine and a half actually but anyways we'll we'll go with the shorter ones first for you just so you don't you don't uh kind of veer off the road a little bit but his money mike's first question he has three is, of course, of course. Uh, which Mankind Promo do you believe was more pivotal in his career? The debut of Mr. Sacco here on Raw or the sit down interview he had with Jim Ross?
1: These questions from Money Mike. I'd like to take Mr. Sacco and wrap it around Money Mike's neck and hang him up by something.
0: God damn, listen, that's, kind, that's, a, that's a little dark, man. Jesus Christ. Listen,
1: Money Mike. The the interview with Jim Ross was the most pivotal. There's no doubt about it. It got mankind over really with the fans hugely for the first time. Well, I th- I think
0: the I tend to agree at both sides of it where the sit-down with Jim Ross was pivotal, yes. But this was that '98, his original mankind character that kind of deranged son of a bitch was kind of getting in my eyes was kind of getting stale, getting old. They had to really turn the corner. We him had, he had to turn the corner a little bit and try to reinvent himself a little bit. Well, and that's also,
1: once he got thrown off the cage it knocked something he, loose, he became a baby face,
0: right? So we, they had to kind of turn around a little bit and try to play to that a little bit, because then we'd see,
1: I'd say that Cage had more with him getting over as a baby face than Mr. Right. Socko.
0: Right. But it just now it's like, now it's all about marketing, man. Mr. Socks, who would have thought a fucking sock would have gotten over? I like
1: when he gets Mr. Socko out and Vince goes, or when they leave and Vince is just sitting there by himself, Mr. Sock.
0: sock. But that's the thing. That's those little things that people don't give McMahon credit for. It's just little oh, yeah. things that he says or oh, does. Dude.
1: He should have got a fucking Grammy for this whole medical facilities.
0: Or, or 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 a Slammy at least. A
1: slammy for sure. And then he
0: could have been a he could have been up there with Owen as far as a Slammy award winner.
1: What else does a slap dick have to?
0: So want, his want second to question. I'm gonna to try to do this in one breath, but it may uh, may not happen. <clears throat> oh, Excuse me. I'm really, I'm ready getting choked up with these questions. Uh, do you believe the scene could have been reframed where Vince got to the hospital medical facility visit from all three faces of, F- of Foley instead of just mankind? Uh, do you feel this would have added some additional value to the scene or made it more cluttered?
1: More cluttered, like money, Mike's fucking brain and his office. Very
0: I thought, cluttered. didn't his off. Didn't he clean his office
1: up? No, he needs to clean up his questions, too, because, I mean, do you think we got enough time to go back to 80 different segments with the three faces of Foley and still get these matches in, Like,
0: I think we could.
1: I'm about to bang my head up against the wall.
0: Well, it's you quiet can't. Quiet. You got to drive. Hey, kid, you got to drive an hour to go fucking to work, right? Shit, but you can't. No. Quiet Riot, right? Which is well, basic, which yeah, is basically sure. what's going, which is basically going in, what's inside your head right now. It's a quiet riot after listening to these questions. Um, so yeah, I, I think it would have been interesting. I think they could have done it, but I don't think. Did they introduce uh, the other two faces yet, or was this just mankind? Yeah, I think it's I,
1: because I,
0: cause I think it was Dude Love was later on here in ninety eight, and then
1: Dude Love through the through that interview with Jim Ross. I mean, That's right.
0: But we haven't seen Cactus Shack. Cactus Shack, we would have seen in 99, I believe, with yeah. uh, Triple H there. Yeah. So I, it could have worked. I just, uh, I still agree with you, Just. I think it would have been a little bit more cluttered. You know, keep it simple.
1: You know. Stupid. That's it, for you, Money Mike. Keep Jesus.
0: Why, why are you so goddamn hostile towards Money Mike? <laughs> he is a very value listener of this show, and you shit on him every week. I'm I'm trying to stick up for him.
1: Well, keep trying.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm trying anyways.
1: I'll keep shitting.
0: Well, you'll you'll keep that shitting on me either way, but what the fuck? Uh, His last and final question, maybe final question ever, if you keep on shitting on him, um, is as follows. This portion of 1998 was very backstage and segment-oriented with skits, such as the hospital medical facility, and Vince McMahon's Corvette. Do you believe these moments being geared more for the viewers at home as opposed to the live excuse me, the live. Oh, that was a misprint. Live audience in the arena who was watching them on the TitanTron was fair to the fans in attendance should more effort have been put into storyline during this in-ring matches. So basically did you like all this portion of 98 with all the backstage segments and skits and shit?
1: Yeah. I mean, don't you think if you was in that live crowd and that McMahon shit was on the Jumbotron, you'd be entertained by it?
0: I think so. But, but even that stuff, it's just, you have to, it, Like, if it was something different, if it was something that didn't play into these storylines, then I would have shit all over it. Like the shit they saw in WCW was fucking garbage. This stuff here was absolutely brilliant because I think they saw what was going on in the other ch- channel I said, hey, we're not going to do anything like that because that's bullshit. All this NWO stuff, whatever. I think this was their, their, their alternative to the NWO where you had the NWO shit versus the McMahon-Austin stuff which I think it's clear that WWF won that one, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that if – there were some segments in there that were absolute dog shit, but um, for the most part, the majority of these, like Mike said, between the, the uh, medical facility uh, skits – here as well as the Corvette as far as D all the whole the shit with the DX and the McMahons and the ministry and corporate ministry and all that stuff it worked but like I said if it it was other shit like that I I don't think it would have worked if it was anything other than that
1: yeah I agree I mean it's just where the it's where the business was going Mm -hmm. you know, people that are there are mostly hardcore fans anyways. They're going to be entertained by that shit. I think we put too much into that. If something happens that don't, don't happen in the ring, then it's unfair to the fans that are there. I think we put too much talk into that type of thinking. They see the same shit we do, right? If they see it on the Jumbotron. It's different. I mean, if you just watch match after match after match after match in the ring, I mean, is that good? I don't know. I don't
0: think so. Well, I think it just gets repetitive after that repetitive, excuse me, after that is cause you see match after match after match. And I think you got to have to have it a little bit different. Um, and I, th- I, th- I think as much as they say they didn't, they really did watch WCW and see what the hell they were doing. Because I think WCW was more wrestling oriented than obviously than WWF. And they did a lot more of that, of the wrestling in the ring instead of the segments. Uh, But yeah, I just think that at this time it was better because everybody got to see it. People at home, people in attendance still got to see it because they played it um, on the Jumbotrons or the, excuse me, the Titan Trons. So I will thank you, Michael, for asking your three questions. Justin will probably just shit on you anyways. So I'm just going to move on. Uh, so our next set of questions comes from the devilish one himself, Devon Dowling. Uh, his first question is not a question. He says he wishes he was Val Venus. So I agree with you on that. Uh, I don't know.
1: you know how Val ended up with the choppy choppy on the peepee.
0: Well, and, and, now, and now he's got his online CBD company, right? <laughs> so I think he, he, he did all right for himself. Uh, so his one his one of two questions now is: Do you guys think that Vader still had some left in the tank? Um, he says he thinks he lo- he thinks him versus Mero was pretty good though.
1: I agree. I liked that match. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know what was going on with Vader around this time. This is around the time where he gave the "I'm just a fat piece of shit" mm-hmm. promo. Right. It's still kind of entertaining to watch to this day, but. I don't know. They were definitely soured on Vader after really after the whole Shawn Michaels thing. Which was 1996, yeah. And then he kind of had some injuries here and there that kind of shelved him. He just never really got going in WWE, which sucked because I, to this day, am such a huge Vader fan. I got to meet him one time, which was really cool.
0: Really? Uh, Where was that? Was that out by you?
1: uh, Yeah, I was working at a Damon's in college and he was, mm. It was connected to a hotel. He was staying in the hotel, so he came down. And I served him some Coors Light bottles with raw eggs dropped down in there. Really? And his fucking hand was gigantic. I shook his hand and it just... Disappeared. ...was gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was a really nice guy. But Vader... is definitely one of the all-time great big men. I mean, I love Vader. So it would have been cool, but I, I don't know that he had a whole lot left right now in this period or not.
0: No, I think he basically was, you kind of saw, uh, you saw, you saw the writing on the wall at that point. This isn't the Vader that we saw in the early nineties in WCW facing Ric Flair, steamboat Rick rude. You didn't see that stuff with him, with Harley race. He was, I don't want to say he was broken down, but he was pretty much there. He was done. He was, he was ready to go. Uh, and I just wish that they would have done a little bit, a little bit more with him. I think they pretty much said, Hey, we're going to, if you're going to go, let's, I want you to, we want you to put over some guys. And I think he said, okay, well, he saw the writing on the wall too. He said, okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> you still pay <paying> me. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, but Devin's final question is, are you surprised by how over Mr. Sacco got from his, this debut here? Mr. Sacco. Mr. Sacco.
1: Uh, I I don't know. It was just I love the clown. I love the whole. Didn't they bring Vince chocolates too?
0: Yeah, it was like one of those little heart things, and he got <laughs> a sticker. He got a. But do thing that they, they kind of instituted the have a fate or have a uh, yeah, have a nice day have a nice day kind of thing, uh, because it was with the. With the um,
1: I just feel like that was smiley. a rib. That was a rib a joke, anyways. Bringing Vince chocolates because you know Vince do God damn, pal! I don't eat fucking chocolate.
0: <laughs> hey, my yeah, body's yeah. a temple. God, I got grapefruits between my legs. Um, But no, I, I was surprised a little bit going back and seeing it now, how over that it got. Um, And I think it, it's even to this day. You're still going to these. He's still doing these conventions. Um, and he's still he's selling the fucking socks, Is man. Mr. Sacco
1: still going to conventions?
0: I'm pretty sure. I don't know. But I don't think he has the original one, does he?
1: I heard that Mr. Sacco and um uh... That, what's that little dog that was on Conan's show?
0: Oh, I don't fucking oh, know.
1: That, <laughs> that, oh, the the insult dog, something the insult. Oh, dog.
0: um, no, because it was wasn't it Eminem that did the voice for it?
1: No, this was before Eminem. Oh, okay. but anyways, yeah, I heard Mr. Sako and and Triumph the Insult Dog. That's what it was. Yeah, we're best friends, and they're still making the rounds together. On the well, of course. <laughs> of course, why not?
0: Oh, all right, so thank you for those questions, Devin. Our next question comes from our one of our loyal listeners, Coach Rosie. He said, "asks What effect, positive or negative, do you think the insane clown posse added to this show?" Um,
1: I feel like Coach, you know, Coach Rosie's a juggalo.
0: Oh, by far, by far. I, <laughs> no I, doubt I, about I, it. I think he's got his. Um, I gotta ask him. I gotta message him and say, "Hey, do you still have your juggalo uh, ID on you?" Uh, whoop, whoop. Yeah. So I, I think we briefly touched on this briefly when we were talking about it, but I, I think there was two sides of it. Uh, negative was basically, it was a filler. They, they had no purpose here, but the positive thing is though, I think they got the headbangers over a little bit as heels. Um, and they even, honestly, they probably even got the oddities over a little bit as faces too. So I think they, that aspect they got, they added a little bit to the show, but I, I, I think for the most part, it was pretty much shit.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know. I just never was a fan of them in wrestling. Uh, it's fine that they, you know, their music people like that stuff. I'm not the biggest fan of their music either. But I don't know. They just always felt like wrest- or singers or whatever that were trying to play wrestler. And well, I just, I never just liked it.
0: I always thought their music was a beastie boys ripoff.
1: Oh, you're going to get, you're going to get attacked by a group of juggalos. You keep it up. I don't give a fuck.
0: Come, come at me, come at me. What are you going to get? I got the bills mafia behind me. Fuck them. Uh, uh, I don't
1: want to fuck with the juggalos. I'm I don't give you.
0: a shit. Well, well, whatever. They're probably all like 60 years old now.
1: All of Rochester. If they, if they want to get get,
0: get, 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 give, give it time. Did you see the fucking, uh, side note, uh, when, uh, AEW was here in Rochester for uh, dynamite and uh, rampage. The young bucks had their cars broken into as well as the gun mm-hmm. club and had their shit stolen or not. Excuse me. The gun club had their shit stolen and thrown all over the street. I'm like, okay, that's just making Rochester look even more better. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we'll move on. Thanks for that question, coach. And our final question comes from Denovius Mac. So we hope you are the doing well, sir. Mac. Yeah. And we're going to, uh, I'm going to isolate that and send it to him. Um, mm-hmm. He asked, do you think Owen forfeiting the match played well into the storyline he was going into? Uh, why would they call for him to forfeit here instead of letting him get pinned?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't remember what storyline he went into directly. after.
0: Wasn't this the nugget?
1: Oh, was it? And I'm pretty enough. sure this was and the that's nugget. Enough, and it's time for a change. Yeah, yeah I, this I think is the nugget.
0: I think they're going into that at this point because yeah. he started after this. He would start tagging with uh, with, Je- uh, with Jeff Jarrett, I believe.
1: Well, didn't he get? Oh, wait he got, no he got into the nation.
0: No, he got in the nation. That's what it was. Okay, I thought this was previous to that. Okay, yeah. that was my bad. Yeah.
1: And that's enough, and it's time for a change. No, I don't know. I think it kind of did make sense to where he was just trying to say, you know, he's fed up with all the bullshit, so he's just leaving.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it worked out right.
0: No, and I I think it did too. I think it still served a purpose. I think it's very hard for Owen at that time in general to not get over. One of the best workers of all time. Everybody Everybody knows your opinion, obviously, on Owen because you're like the what the seventh heart kid or eighth heart kid or however many fuck, more
1: like.
0: 28th heart kid, whatever. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, it served a purpose. Owen would have made it work regardless because Owen was somebody that wouldn't, he said no sometimes. So I think to certain things, but at the, for the most part, he said, okay, let's go with it. If it's best for business, I'll do it. Um, so I, I think it worked really pretty much at the end there. But, well, thank you for that question, Denovius. But with that being said, Justin, we're going to send it up to the truck right now, to those monkeys over there and hit that lovely, lovely lead-in to Wrestling With Music.
1: I want to get musical.
0: All right, Justin. So we got two more Entries into the wrestling with music listing. Uh, I'm going to b- briefly run down it. One, to 14 now, Justin. Leading the pack right now is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Then NWO, Undertaker, Bret Hart, Jake the Snake Roberts, The Four Horsemen, Rowdy Rowdy Piper, Rick Rude, The British Bulldog, Ricky Steamboat, Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart as the Rocket, Gold Dust, and certainly least Hulk Hogan, WCW. So hopefully this week, the magic of editing actually basic, basically covered my ass last week. I forgot to actually share the actual screen the proper way with Justin last week. So yeah. hopefully.
1: <laughs> we also got heat last week from Miss Amy. She was a little pissed off. At oh, gold for Goldust? Gold Dust. For gold Goldust got ranked down so low. Well
0: yeah. well not as low as uh as Hogan. So at least you, you gotta give us some credit, Amy but we appreciate that anyways. I'm like, oh, that's gonna that's gonna be bad. But anyway, who who knows what's gonna go forward? Maybe we'll have another Dustin Reynolds uh theme on this on this episode soon. But with that being said, Justin, we're gonna go with yours first. Uh do you wanna chat about it first or you want me to just hit the uh, music?
1: Well, yeah, I'll just say that this music is This, I don't know, this group was kind of a short-lived group and not too many people, you know, think back at this time and think of the Brood, but their music, man, is top notch for sure. So let's hit it.
0: Justin so probably one of the most iconic uh themes I think uh of this era is a lot of people will put this on their on their playlist I think
1: yeah it, it kind of and it just goes so well with their gimmick I mean you could you could see that song in the background of like a of like a vampire movie like I don't know it just it just fits their gimmick so well. <clears throat> I've always liked that song, even back then. Thought it was really cool their entrance when they would come up from underneath the the uh, entryway there, and the smoke would come up with them, and they would come up from underneath with this music blaring. Man, they had a really, really cool uh, look and a cool entrance. The Brood, when it was all three of them, really. Mm.
0: All right. So where are we going to rank them? I would, uh, tend to put them up. Uh, I'd say I'd put them right about, uh, between the horseman and, uh, Roddy Piper, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I could put it right in front of Piper. Yeah. That's kind of where I was thinking too. Yeah.
0: See, so great minds think alike. a little bit higher than, uh, than Golda. So we're sorry about that, Amy, but, uh, so,
1: Gold dust bias going on, yeah,
0: yeah, right. Oh, god, god, I'm sure we'll get crap for that again. But so, my uh, what I'm bringing to the table this week is going to be probably legitimately one of the low key better themes at this time. Uh, was um, the uh, big red machine himself. This was one of the original ones, Justin. Um, the original one when he came in in, I believe, 97 now. Um, So without further ado, I'm going to play that for you right now. So we're going to stop it there, Justin. I really think that, um, that's one of the more, um, iconic themes, man. I really do. Um, it may not be as high as some, but if you think about it, when that the organ started playing, you know, shit was about to fucking happen. Um, shit was going to hit the fan or Somebody was going to get their fucking ass kicked. Um, so I, honestly, I would even put, I would even put Kane. Shit, I hate to do it, but I would even put him up towards uh, between Jake Roberts and the horseman there at five.
1: Okay, where did we put the brood? At seven. Okay, who, and Piper's behind them? Correct. And who's behind Piper? Rude. Who's behind Rude? Bulldog. I could, I'd put him there between Rude and Bulldog. <sighs> all right i'll all right i'll i'll I'll, slide him up a little bit i i mean it is a great song and it's um it's good once again it goes really well with the character um i just don't know if it's as remembered as as some of the others
0: no, I get you. I, I, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to shit on that. That's for sure. I'm sure. But, um, so I'll actually start posting that up. Now I posted them last week, so we'll go, uh, we'll
1: go we're over 16 that. Strong now.
0: 16 strong, man. We're, you know, we got it's, a lot
1: to go. The funny thing is when I brought this idea up to RJ a long time ago, he said, man, I think we're going to run out of, I run out of song. So no, I was like, nah, I said, we'll, we'll be able to roll a long time. We'll long be now.
0: good. We'll be good. But, <laughs> we appreciate each and every one of you listening this week, Justin, we have a big show coming up next week. Um, We're going to stray away from the normal every day, every, excuse me, every week segments. Um, We're going to bring in two guys from the bullpen this next week. We're going to do a watch along with none other than everybody's favorite sexy boy, Mr. Frank Bruno, as well as, well, well, everybody's, I don't even know what to call him. Everybody's favorite guy, Mike Kolb. I don't know. I, I don't know. Everybody.
1: Everybody's favorite dude. That dude. Lives, that Somewhere. Lives
0: I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no, we are going to be uh, bringing in Mike Kolb and Frank Bruno uh, to do a watch long of the May 18th, 1998 edition of Monday Nitro. Uh, it was one of those, it was a shorter episode, so it's going to be definitely be good to break it down. Have somebody else come in and you know kind of just shoot the shit. Hopefully, it won't bore you guys well, too much.
1: And what'll be cool about this is um, those guys are coming on to. Um, I think they want to kind of promote Top Guy Theater a little bit, but also yeah, yeah. um, also Frank was at that show in mm-hmm. uh, at Nitro. So it'll be cool to get a firsthand um, viewpoint from someone that was there.
0: I believe it was in Providence, Rhode Island. So, of um. But with that being said, make sure that you follow us across your social medias, especially on Twitter at underscore ringside rant. He is at JD2040. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your great podcasts. Thanks to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Network, Visionaries Global Media, Wrestling with Johnners, as well as Full Press Coverage for allowing us on your great, great networks. Check us out as well over at ringsiderant.wellforapparel.com to check out this great shirt that I am wearing right now. You guys can't see it, but Justin can.
1: I have a question. Sure. Who, who, what won your poll on when does the weekend start?
0: Uh, you won that poll. Of course poll. I won. Of course you we did. Know
1: the weekend starts on Friday night, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. And if God you're listening to it. this, it's Friday day, which is the weekday, which means in a few hours, it'll be the weekday. <sighs> God damn you. Anyways, we can't,
0: we can't get much better than this, but Justin, do you have anything you want to uh, to
1: talk about before we close shop tonight? No, just uh, Hootay, baby.
0: And as always, moan up, Bills Mafia.